Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, we will get to this in a little bit more depth in a minute, but I wanted to be the first to say to all of our listeners and everybody and you, Bonnie, congratulations on our 100th episode of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. We hit the triple digits. Yes, we did. And the forecast is calling for higher heights. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. 100 episodes. Man, it just does not seem like it's been that long. It's just flown by. It, it has flown by. Um, you know, we're coming up quickly on our two-year anniversary, which is in about a month. And we'll get to that when we get there. But um, we've talked a lot of weather. We've talked a lot about a lot of cool things. We've made some cool discoveries along the way. Um, you know, when we launched this show just about two years ago, we weren't really sure where it was going to go. And honestly, I don't know if we'd still know where it's going to go, but that's okay. With that said, I've had a lot of fun. I've learned a lot. Um, I've explored a lot. My love and passion for meteorology has not only been refreshed, it's been renewed and really enhanced because I get to talk about weather with you. You know, not just once a week on the show, but many times throughout the week as we're talking about what we want to, you know, discuss. And, you know, you're the fact that you're in an active storm area and I'm not. So I get to live vicariously through you. But, you know, two years has flown by, as you said, but it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so much fun. Such a good way to, like, express our weather nerdness and just had way too much fun. And like you said, it's really renewed. Um, my weather passion as well. And it's, it's fun. It's like, I have a reason to go out and three in the morning and take a wind video or go out and get the hail while it's hailing and stuff. And I, I have had so much fun and here's to another 100 episodes. Absolutely. I am. If we had a virtual contract, I would sign it right now. Yeah. But, you 100%. Know, yeah. You know, we have a, uh, we have an audible contract, so I'm down for another hundred episodes. Let's do it. I'm 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 in. Let's go. But we, yeah, we will talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, but Bonnie, it has been a pretty active week across the plains and the East Coast. Uh, mm-hmm. We kicked it off with Tropical Storm Arthur, which, hey, man, he did get caught between the moon and New York City. There's a really bad joke from last week. If you listen <laughs> to the show. Um, but hey, tropical season's off and running and he kicked it off. But you know, didn't really do much. He, you know, there were some power outages on the Outer Banks, I believe. There was a little bit of flooding because of that, some wind, some waves. But, you know, I, I'm going to call Arthur a starter storm, right? Oh, yeah. Kind of got oh, our yeah. blood blood flowing again and then in that tropical feeling that we get. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he came and went pretty fast, um, but definitely a little bit of a record setter there, starting out in the middle of May instead of closer to june so good job arthur and to be a tropical storm getting real close to hurricane status very impressive right and as we mentioned you know hurricane season doesn't start till june 1st so earlier this week uh on thursday noah released their tropical outlook or the outlook outlook 
Hi, I can talk. It's a Sunday afternoon. It's Memorial Day. I have not been drinking. I promise you. I have to go to work. I wish I was drinking, but um, so yeah. So they came out with their tropical outlook for the 2020 hurricane season. They're anticipating 13 to 19 named storms. Wow. Six to ten of those will become hurricanes. Mm-hmm. And three to six of those will be considered major hurricanes. Wow. So uh, you know, in in kind of line with the last previous season's forecasts but when you look at the typical NOAA thing where they break it down into probabilities which you know we will have to do one show just based on NOAA probabilities it's not my favorite way to define a forecast I know that everything is always divided into equal thirds right you have a 33 percent chance of it being above below or at normal yeah and again I know it's hard to predict the weather you don't have to be a rocket scientist or a meteorologist to understand that as much as the general public likes to give us crap for being wrong all the time, it ain't easy, folks, because if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. Well, and especially for like a whole hurricane season, it's oh, different yeah. than just forecasting for a week's worth of weather. But to be like, here's what we predict, predict an entire season to be like, like that's really difficult and takes a lot of skill and knowledge and resources and and people you know it's not just one guy going hey here's what i got going you know exactly so the probability for the season is as followed follows there's a 60 percent chance it's going to be above normal wow there is a 30 percent chance it's near normal and if you're good at math that leaves 10 percent, which means below normal so the hurricane forecast is definitely heavily weighted on the above normal side so we could see what happens we're going to just kind of wait Obviously, we know with stuff happening with COVID-19, there is a, you know, strong push for people to figure out what's going to happen, you know, with social distancing, what's going to happen with evacuations, all that stuff. And we've talked a lot about that, especially with, you know, as we got into spring with tornado season or tornado season, what's going to happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people have a lot of questions about that. So, again, if you live in a hurricane evacuation area or you are close to a coastline that has tropical storms and hurricanes just take a little bit of time and figure out a game plan early yeah 100 percent. i mean especially with um hurricane season starting early which goes right along with their large chance of it being above normal because i think starting two weeks early is above normal so right um so that's you know they're off and running so far so that's really good but yeah definitely checking to see where you need to go um you know figuring out where you'd go if you had to be evacuated stuff to start doing now um you know and especially like you said with the pandemic going on um speaking of that they said that the meeting to decide if dorian imelda and lorenzo would be retired has been postponed to 2021 because of that so that's still up in the air on what if any of those names will be retired from last season? Right, and I, I mean, obviously, I, I, and I know you kind of believe the same thing here. If they don't retire Dorian, something's wrong. Yeah, it would be weird. I mean, he—that was a very crazy storm all the way around, you know. And right, I felt like we were all glued to the Weather Channel for days, waiting for it to move towards the dang coast, and it just like never moved. And, so. you know, and the amount of damage it did, especially in the Bahamas um, and just meteorologically speaking, the storm did everything. Uh, and again, this is going to be a very broad brush. And I'm sure some of the meteorologists that listen to the show will be like, oh, God, here goes Bobby. Um, 
mm-hmm. know, it kind of defined the laws of hurricanes, right? Yeah. Quickly ramped up, quickly made weird turns, mm-hmm. um, you know, had multiple times where it made 90 degree turns. I want to say, you know, going through when it split and almost went through Cuba, but didn't. And then obviously it goes over Grand Bahama, stalls out, and then makes a sharp 90 degree turn and then moves up the East Coast seaboard. Never really impacting Florida outside of some heavy waves and stuff like that. But, man, you just look at the storm and you could think it's, okay, Cat 5 for a very long time. Um, you know, high one of the highest wind speeds ever recorded. One of the lowest pressures ever recorded. If they don't retire that name, there's something wrong. Yeah. I completely, completely agree. It was just an all-around incredible, ridiculous storm that had everyone on the edge of their seat for a very long time trying to see what he would do, how far, you know, to the West was he going to go? Was he going to hit Miami and the rest of the Florida coast and all that? And the reason I was watching is my sister was planning to go to Miami that weekend and she still went. And so it was like, okay, either Dorian's going to take out Miami or completely miss it altogether. And he completely missed it. And it was just, it was just crazy. The suspense. Right. And the other storms, obviously, you know, they had their attributes, but, you know, Dorian was the headline maker for the most part for last year's hurricane season. And -hmm. again, we started slow, right? Dorian didn't really get going until late August. Yeah. You know, June, July, August, and obviously right around the peak of hurricane season at that point, August and September, that's what happens. But, you know, it progressed pretty quick out of that. And we had storms that, you know, were you know, even a little bit longer uh, duration than normal into the calendar year, but that's fine. So, you know, it's not unprecedented for Arthur to be formed this early. It has happened in the past, but yeah, all the signs kind of bode well to a very, you know, active season. So we will see. And if they do get 19 named storms, that's a lot of storms. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So if you think about a 26 letter alphabet, 19 is, Almost that whole alphabet, you know? Right. Well, speaking of names, let's go through and we will do the full names for this list. It's fantastic. Arthur's already there. Then we have Bertha Cristobal, which I love because my coach at the University of Oregon's name is Mario Cristobal. So I really hope that the fine folks in Eugene can figure out a way to market in that into our football plan this year. Knock on wood, we play football, which we will. Uh, Go Ducks, go Sooners. Uh, the Wolverines and all the other teams I support and cheer for. Anyways, uh, then we have Dolly. We have Edward, Faye, Gonzalo, Hannah, another basic name. Mm-hmm. Now, it says Isaias. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's I-S-A-I-A-S. Hmm. So I meant to get a pronunciation guide on that. Uh, then we have Josephine, Kyle. Another basic name. Oh, Kyle. That's so good. I really can't wait for Hurricane Kyle. And then we have Laura, (laughs) another basic name. Marco, Nana, again, the grandmother of all hurricanes. So I can't can't (laughs) wait for those jokes to just pop out. Every Italian descendant, every, you know, honorary Italian person be like, oh, gosh, here we go. (laughs) Great, Hurricane (laughs) Nana. Yeah, we experienced Hurricane (laughs) Nana in the 70s when we'd go over and she used to smack us with, you know, the wooden spoon if we try to steal a cigarette. You've been growing up with her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have Omar. Then we have Paulette. We have Rennie, Sally, Teddy, Vicky, and Wilfred. 
So that rounds out oh, your Vicky's 20... nice. Vicky is nice. So there rounds out the 2020 Atlantic Tropical Cyclone names. Now, again, we don't have to necessarily worry about, you know, the other names coming around. Like Dorian, we'd still have five years after next year's list until he would possibly reappear. But, yeah, we're not going to worry about that right now. Yeah. So there's time for them to decide if they're yes. retiring it or not. Absolutely. Well... Some of the cool things that did come out of this press conference and press availability when Noah did talk about the 2020 hurricane season prediction is a couple upgrades. And, you know, we've talked about that on the show that, you know, the modeling of certain things have been really crappy lately, a.k.a. the GFS, and we won't get into that, but it's getting better. It is getting better. So Noah says that they will upgrade the hurricane-specific hurricane weather research and forecast system, the H. WRF. So not the her, but this is a herf. Um, the herf. The herf. <laughs> we like the herf. Uh, and the hurricane in a multi-scale ocean-coupled non-hydraulic static model, or HMON. Say that five times fast. Uh, so they'll update in the summer. The herf will incorporate new data from satellite and radar <laughs> from NOAA's coastal Doppler network to help produce better forecasts of hurricane track and intensity during critical watch and warning time frames. So basically one is coming. The HMON will undergo enhancements to include higher resolution, improved physics, and coupling with ocean models. So that's cool. Yeah. So we agree it's good to have upgrades to your weather modeling, hurricanes yes. especially. Now, we've seen them handle it pretty well lately but not always so we'll see what happens um another update the hurricane season gets underway noah will begin feeding data from the cosmic two satellites into weather models to help track hurricane intensity and boost forecast accuracy cosmic two provides data about air temperature pressure and humidity in the tropical regions of earth precisely where hurricanes and tropical systems now form here's my one question of that have we not been doing that yeah I mean, if we haven't, why not? But maybe it wasn't accessible data until recently or yeah, I don't, I don't and again, may, may, or maybe it's just computers don't necessarily talk to each other, which again yeah. can happen. Um, and last but not least, and I thought this was really kind of cool. Um, during the 2020 season, NOAA and the U.S. Navy will deploy a fleet of autonomous diving hurricane gliders. To observe conditions in the tropical Atlantic Ocean and Caribbean Sea in areas where hurricanes have historically traveled and intensified. So it's like a drop zone, but maybe not. It's an autonomous diving hurricane glider. That's cool. So it's kind of like an ocean buoy, but it sounds like it's going to go a little bit deeper and they can maybe control it and move it around. Right, which is great. So if you listen to one of our past episodes last year, gosh, it would have been... Um, the one in October where I talked about the our Oregon AMS winter weather meeting and how one of the cool things that we found out is the University of Washington has put together these fleet of basically sail drones that they mm-hmm. can move throughout the Pacific Ocean to gather temperature, you know, air pressure, the whole nine, right? I love the fact that we're starting to use technology now like this where we're using mm-hmm. drones or sailboats or, you know, autonomous diving hurricane gliders, that's awesome because yeah. that information can be fed into a model. That information can quickly be ingested into an actual forecast. That's important. And that to me is the most exciting thing that I was able to come out with, you know, besides, you know, your hurricane forecast. But man, the fact that we're going to be using new tools to help improve forecasts is a great thing. Yeah. 
And the fact that they're continuously trying to improve the process yep. and the tools they use and add new tools is always good. And that should comfort people knowing that, hey, this is an ongoing thing that they're constantly trying to improve for the safety and protection of people's lives and property. So absolutely. And this goes back, I mean, two, three, four years and in the past where when things have gone through our legislative process and they had finally gotten signed and houses of Congress passed them and the president signs off on it and the money actually starts to show up. This is what happens. This is why some things are important when you, you know, <laughs> follow weather and politics, because this doesn't happen without money being approved. Right. This, right. this is a public entity working with the U.S. Navy and NOAA. Listen, we understand budgets are strapped, but a lot of the money that they ask for goes into research. And now that we're starting to see the fruits of this research and get the tools available to do the research, this is really exciting. Yes. Um, it is disappointing how long it can take to get those things, but right. at least we know that we have entities fighting to get that money and that funding to make constant improvements. Right. One of the things that they mentioned here is incorporating data from the Coastal Doppler Data Network. Okay. We've talked a little bit about the, on this show the fact that I've been part of a group trying to get a weather uh, weather radar put on the Oregon coast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Part of the weather forecast, some bill that was passed, uh, Innovation Act by President Trump in 2017, co-sponsored by a Democrat and Republican, truly a nonpartisan issue, had no like, you know, over the top spending crap put on it, a really important bill. And we talked about that on that show. One of the things that this report and this bill that was supposed to be produced is a Doppler radar analysis of the network. Because people don't realize, yeah, we got you know, hundreds of Doppler radars across the country, it doesn't cover every square inch of our country. Right. There are times where there is a tornado in the Midwest and it gets no radar signature, or if a radar does see it, it's at 70,000 feet. Yeah, too far away to pick up the intensity of right. what's going on. And yep. so, you know, most of our coastline is covered on the East Coast. And again, I understand a majority of the U.S. population lives east of the Rocky Mountains. But even that said, there's large gaps in Texas and Oklahoma and New Mexico and Kentucky and Tennessee and Illinois where you get really bad radar coverage. Mm -hmm. This report has been finished. I know and I've talked to people that have seen it and have read it, but it's not available for public consumption. So I need my lawmakers to step up and be like, hey, can you just publish a report? I understand. I know what it's going to say is that we lack radar coverage. I get that. And unfortunately, yeah. the people that build our Doppler radars aren't in business anymore. So wow. we need to come up with another option. And there are a handful of them. You can go on Amazon right now and buy a Doppler radar. I kid you not. Oh, It's only a couple grand, but it's worth it, right? I mean, I want to put a Doppler radar up on my house. I'm just saying. Yeah, right? Like, how big of a deal would that be? Like, would the city be mad if I had a Doppler radar? Like, Well, so, if you go back and you watch an old episode of Storm Chasers, which was a great show, and I, and I know we've all watched it, right? Do you remember yes. the Vortex 2 meeting where our buddy Reed Teamer shows up and Josh Werman and him kind of get into a little verbal argument because Reed went out and put a portable Doppler radar on one of his chase vehicles? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay? So it's a small little unit. You can buy that unit. Those do exist. Wow. And there are smaller little dome units that do exist. Again, they're a few thousand dollars. But if you have the expendable cash and you want to throw a radar up in your yard, by all means, feel free, right? Come on. Why not? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, again, it would take cross-reference with, you know, NWS and FAA and everybody to make sure that your signal's not overlapping theirs, blah, blah, blah. Again, go back again. Not a News 9 commercial for Oklahoma City. Shout out to David Payne. Enjoy your weekend. Um, you know, you got, <laughs> got a million watt radar. Okay. The thing screams. It sees a lot. So... The availability of that is there. So when we talk about all this technology and all this stuff coming together, it's great. I just do need to see a report, though, because I do want to be able to present this to my you know, group and be like, hey, it really does prove that we do need a weather radar on the coast. Will it happen anytime soon? Unlikely, but we're trying. Hey, well, we appreciate you for trying. But, yeah, it's crazy how hard it is to get things done through the legal channels. Oh, yeah. And that's just and, and that's honestly the only way to do it. Yep. Because if everybody had a couple grand and wanted their own radar, they'd do it. But yeah. there's just a lot that goes into it. So, And again, no, 5G is not responsible for COVID-19. Let's just get that out there right now. <laughs> Let's just okay. put that disclaimer oh, out. Good Lord, people. <laughs> oh, the internet makes my head hurt sometimes. Anywho, speaking of head hurting, Bonnie, six-inch hailstones falling through houses. Um. Yes. Wow. I can't remember the name of this town it's like Burkadet or Bernadette or Burkett some some b town in Texas close to Oklahoma like right on the border on the Red River very close to Oklahoma had some giant freaking hail I don't even know what fruit is that not cantaloupe but like uh it'd be bigger than a grapefruit yeah bigger than a grape can you imagine a piece of ice a grapefruit or bigger like spiky like falling down like I've seen, ha- I've seen ice chunks like from you know compact ice. I've gotten chunks like that from my ice maker when I've emptied it out, put it in the sink, and ran some water on it, and it instantly bonds to each other. And you're like, oh, check this thing out, you know? Right. But no, I can't imagine that falling and smashing my windshield or going through my skylight or you know burning a hole through my roof as it comes yeah. hurling down through Earth. No, I cannot. That's insane. It's like little ice asteroids coming down. Literally, you know? like. It's so scary, and yeah, like to bust up people's houses. I mean, you just need a few of those, and bam, like you have just jacked the house up to pieces. So yeah, that's a very strong storm. Because imagine how strong that updraft is to have to keep that hail up in the cloud to get it that size. No, oh, absolutely. And you know, I know that there was a lot of fake pictures, fake news, oh. whatever you want to call it, involving that. Um, Tim Marshall, friend of the show, you know, friends that we follow on Facebook and Twitter, uh, found the actual hailstone, has the measurement of it, you know, with the ruler, does the whole nine of, you know, how you actually compare size. But Bonnie, this thing looked massive. Oh, I know. It looked so, it was like as big as someone's head or something. Like it was, oh, yeah. it was nuts. I could not even believe that that had happened. I, I don't want to know what it would have been like to have been hit by that. Because it oh. would it would have either killed you or broken massive amounts of bones. Yes, yes, you know, oh, 
bruised up, busted up. Yeah, you would have been in bad shape if that would have hit you on any part of your body. But because I mean, the other thing is, when it's coming down out of the sky, it's picking up speed. Oh, it's gravity. Oh, yeah, it's falling at terminal velocity. I mean, it's going to fall at at the rate where it's going to fall. And it's, I mean, listen, it busted through a house that looked like it was pretty well built. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and it was through like a house, like a roof and ceiling. It wasn't through like, just a skylight or a right. window. So yeah, it had to go through a couple of layers. Um, and that still didn't slow it down for it to come all the way into the house. No. And that's just again, insane, but props to the person for that found it and put it in the freezer immediately. Thank you for doing that. Science. Yes. will Thank you for that. So, for real. But man, I just, when I saw those photos, I'm like, there is no way this can be real. And then literally it was like, it is. I was like, I, I I can't wrap my head around it. I just can't. Could you wrap imagine my head around if you were no. just sitting in your house and that just like fell down next to you through your ceiling? You'd be like, "The hell!" Oh, I, I'd say a little the bit hell? more. I, I'd say a little bit more choice words than that. <laughs> right, <laughs> but you know, right, family show. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Versus last week episode where I did swear, but you know, um, oh, gosh, I'd have to go get some flex tape and climb up on the roof and fix it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I'd be calling my insurance agent. Yeah. I, by the way, I cannot wait for the you know Allstate or State Farm commercial for this one. You know. Right. You have grapefruits fruits falling through your house. Right. Yeah. You're we, in good hands yeah. with Allstate. Yeah. We've been there. We've seen it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> been there. Covered it. Um. But man, just yeah. I <laughs> can you imagine having to place that phone call to your insurance agent? So, um, Mister Mister Insurance Agent, I just had a uh, watermelon sized hailstone come through my house. Right? Like, I, they'd I, be I, like, I, uh, "What?" I would like to file a claim, please. <laughs> <laughs> For giant hail bombs that have been falling. Oh my gosh! Like I know that when people go storm chasing in Oklahoma, or you know, you go get a rental car, you can do hail damage. Could you imagine being under that hail core and then returning your rental car and be like, "I am so sorry. This was not my fault. This <laughs> hail came out of nowhere." I was my literally, fault. I was literally driving from Oklahoma City to Dallas, and I just happened to be in the right place at the wrong time. Oh, oh. And that storm was crazy. I think it had a tornado warning on it. Didn't I believe it, it oh, did. No, yes, that might have been. Was it that one? I want to say yes, but don't quote me on it. It was one of those down there that was along the Red River because there was one that was kind of in Texas, but kind of in Oklahoma, moving east that had a tornado warning on it. Um, It's been an active couple of days. There's been a severe weather risk almost every day in parts of the state. Um, Not really in central Oklahoma, like at all. Um, We've still gotten some severe weather, but we haven't been in the risk area. So that just tells you you don't have to be to get it. But um, we had some pretty good storms. I believe it was Friday morning. Like when I was leaving for work, I woke up at five 45 just in time to get the severe thunderstorm warning on my phone. Awesome. And I was like, Clyde, you need to go outside right now or you're not going to be able to go out at all. So I threw him out and he went to the bathroom, but it was like, and in 10 minutes, boom, rain, thunder, lightning, wind, and it got all crazy. So he just barely missed it. But um, we've had a lot of overnight, middle of the night or very early morning storms come through lately. It's been weird. Right, which is not your normal time for them. No. Yeah, that's very But it hasn't been a normal season because there hasn't been a lot of tornado action, really. Right. It's a, it, hail has been the story, as we just talked about. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Uh, I know that you guys are in a slight, is it slight or just general risk today? 
Me personally, it's in the marginal, and okay. then to the west, it's a slight. But we still are in that time frame to get some of those severe storms that will go ahead right. and move to the east later. But it'll be it'll be late again. It'll be between eleven and three a.m. Well, it'll, it'll so. be good. At least it's a good light show. Yes, that's always nice. It's, yeah, it is a good light show, and I sleep really well <laughs> while Perfect. it's storming. <laughs> so uh, I talked to a friend of mine this week who had lived in Oklahoma for a couple of years. She was back there for college and work, and she was saying that she was out there one time, and family back here was like, oh, we have a thunderstorm, you know, like a big thunderstorm in Portland, and we've talked about our var- garden variety thunderstorms. And she's like, cool, did the thunder wake you up? No. Was there enough lightning consistently that you were able to read a book by it? Well, no. She goes, yeah, then that's not a thunderstorm. <laughs> I was like, ouch. I mean. She's not wrong, but. Right. <laughs> I mean, we have stuff that's left over from after a thunderstorm that wakes us up in the middle of the night, like 60 mile an hour winds. Yeah. Wake lows you know? and heat bursts, you know. Yeah. Like, so, I mean. <laughs> I feel like we're all very weather tough around here, and I would agree. Like compared to other parts of the country, like yeah, no, we're weather weenies out here. People in California and New York, when they hear tornado, they already freak out, and there's nothing even happening. And Oklahomans are like, "Yeah, tornadoes, woo!" It happens all the time. We go outside, we try and rope them, we stroll up with a bottle of whiskey and say, "Take a drink and chuck it in." It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. There's your twister reference Because we're not immune to the weather. We're just used to the weather. But I think there's a confusion there. <laughs> yes, there is a difference. <laughs> However, so, you cannot have any weather antibodies. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. It is really. Not really. No. That's why you get storm shelters. <laughs> there's yeah, your exactly. antibody. Boom. You just boom. avoid it at all costs. Exactly. And that's why that was one of my first purchases when I bought this house. I Absolutely. was like, okay. Got to get a safe room. Well, that and the fact that you decided to move to more, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I did that on purpose. I know. I know you did. <laughs> See, yeah. First responders, we run toward things. <laughs> yes, Just saying. That, Just saying. <laughs> yeah. So do as I say, not as I do. Right. But yes, like you stay inside during the high winds. I'll go outside and take the video. <laughs> exactly. Because we know what to look for and we know how to avoid the risk. Yeah, and I mean, it's really not safe for anybody. Like I said, no one's immune. It's not like because we're weather geeks that the weather's like, oh, well, we won't harm you because you're one with us. You know what I mean? Like it, the weather doesn't care, but still, I'm just saying, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> right. You know, we're taping this on Memorial Day and, you know, it's the Memorial Day weekend. We obviously want to thank those that have paid the out, you know, the ultimate price to keep us free and allow us to do what we do on a daily basis, do the show, go to work, you know, choose to worship if we want, um, you know, everything that we just, you know, all the freedoms we enjoy. We want to thank those, you know, families and friends of those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. And, you know, we just we're thankful for that. Yes, so absolutely. We don't we don't want that to, you know, not be, you know, a dominant theme of the show because it, it, it absolutely is. It is Memorial Day weekend. Um, there's a lot. This is one of my favorite weekends of the year. I would normally be taking today off from work to watch the Indy 500 because that's something I do on Memorial Day. Obviously, the race has been postponed to August because of yeah. COVID-19. Um, but this is the world that we now live in where I get a message now from 
CNN saying, hey, just a reminder, it's Memorial Day weekend. Here's some tips to keep your barbecue day safe. Really? Yeah. Have we I gone mean, have we gone that far to where we we're just going to go out and light ourselves on fire? Come on. Uh, look, I totally agree, but I will tell you there was a news story that I just saw right before we started taping that out on one of our lakes, Lake Eufaula, um a boat exploded today. Okay. And someone was seriously injured. I don't know what caused it to explode, but I'm assuming Memorial Day shenanigans. Yeah, that so. doesn't that that's not part of bombs bursting in air from the you know national anthem. That's a boat bursting right. on water, which is a right. difference. Um, not what we're going for here. Yeah, but no, just I mean, folks, just be safe. Yeah. <laughs> right, but I mean, the fact that we have to tell people now to be safe, like, yeah, come on, we haven't been doing that the last two months. We haven't been right. washing our hands. Like we and, haven't been practicing being safe for two months or for <laughs> our whole lives, honestly. Somebody asked me, and you guys know I work in a bar. Somebody asked me, what's it going to be like the first night that we're fully open? I'm like, there's going to be a lot of bad decisions made and probably a baby or two. <laughs> or 10. Possibly. Uh, yes. I mean, so many kids are going to come out of this quarantine, but then, yeah, as soon as bars and stuff start opening, it'll be like another mini baby boom after that. Absolutely. So, man, well, (laughs) I'm ready for things to reopen, and I think we're doing it the right way. Um, You know, we're taking it slow. Some, I know a lot of people are just like, screw this, we're going gung-ho. I'm sure you've seen the video today. Of everybody partying at Lake of the Ozarks, I'm not gonna lie; it looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> but yeah. let's just be responsible, please. Just a little bit longer, and then we can go gangbusters. Yeah. Okay. Like we have to be responsible now, so we can get back to normal sooner. Right. But because, if we act irresponsible now, it'll be drug out longer than it has to be. Right? So just keep that in mind. Yeah. So let's just let's just take it and one day at a time. It will be over very soon, and then yes, we can be out there binge drinking and bathing suits on lakes, and you know, causing all sorts of havoc like we used to. Because everybody wants to do that. I get that. Yeah. But let's just let's just wait just a little bit longer. Let's give it to at least June fifteenth. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Let's, yeah, let's just be responsible. That's all it yeah, is. We in still all have, aspects, yep. be responsible. We got June, July, August, September. We got four solid months of partying. So let's just, let's yeah. just tap the brakes just a little bit. But yeah. we're not tapping the brakes on our show, Bonnie. This is our 100th episode. Woo. I am super stoked about this. It's pretty epic. I am not going to lie. Yeah, it is. It is super epic. I mean, 100 episodes. I mean, when we first started this, I don't know how long I thought it would go, but the fact that it's gone to a hundred and there's no signs of stopping, like, shoot, we might be around till the end of time. Right. Can't stop. Knock won't on stop. Wood. Exactly. Well, just some fun little facts about our show that has happened over the last hundred episodes. Um, we become weather ready nation ambassadors, which is pretty yes. epic. So again, we want people to be prepared, uh, any way that you can be prepared, either have a go bag or weather radio or access to information. That's being prepared. That will save your life. So that's pretty cool. Um, By my count, and this could be wrong, but we have endured four moves to four houses, or at least two moves to four houses. So I have gone from King City, Oregon to Beaverton. Uh, And I know that you went to, what, northwest side of Oklahoma City to Moore? Yes. So there's four moves, right? That's two moves total, but four homes over the course of 100 episodes, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I haven't taped any remote shows. Everything's always been in my home studio, so there's that. Um, yeah. 
gosh, I did the math in my head the other day, which is always scary, that we have, I think, four and a half consecutive days of podcast length. Wow. Yeah, so that's, you know, like almost 96 hours of content. Wow, there you go. That'll get you through a lot of yes traffic drives to and from work. So go yes. ahead and subscribe and just put us on. Yep, you can follow us. Well, obviously, if you're listening now, you've you've already found us. But you can find us on wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow mm-hmm. us on social media, at Weather Podcast on Twitter, uh, at Weather Podcast on here, uh, Instagram, and then Facebook is facebook.com slash uh, be squared weather. Be there or be squared. Right. <laughs> and we're not, but we are kind of, <laughs> sort of, maybe. I'm not sure how that, that works with us, but anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, we've had a lot of interaction with some really great people. We've made some cool friends along the way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're a member of National Weather Podcast Month. Again, I had no idea that even existed until we happened to stumble on it last February. But, you know, Shout out to all those guys at National Weather Podcast Month for helping us. Um, you know, we go over the storm front freaks. They've, you know, been good friends to us. They've helped us along the way. Um, weather brains and weather hype. Uh, I know I'm probably forgetting one or two of the other ones that have been there, but, um, you know, we're, we're really lucky to live in this space where, you know, there's not a lot of weather-based podcasts. And so we're able to, you know, kind of do our own thing. And, you know, of the weather podcasts that are out there, we do our own thing. And all of us are different. And that's pretty awesome. So that I'm excited about. But, man, 100 episodes, pretty legit. Uh, lots of downloads. Um, you know, lots of cool opportunities that we've gotten to do because of the show. So I'm super excited to see where it keeps going. Yeah, I mean, we've even got a little bit of merch. We, of course, want to expand that merch, but right now it's stickers, so please reach out to either one of us. We both have them. Um, I'm pretty cheap, so let us know. And I'll be ordering some, and I'm ordering new ones this week, so that's good. Shout out to our friends at Sticker Mule with a great sale, so I will be uh, taking advantage of that. Gotta Um, love them. Yes, so shout out to Sticker Mule. We appreciate them. Um, I got to give a shout out to a company called Headliner. Uh, They're the ones that we get to make our cool, awesome preview videos for that you see on Facebook and Twitter. Um, They've been great partners to work with. They don't pay us for anything. We don't pay them for anything, although we probably should buy their pro package, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, (laughs) But shout out to Headliner. It's a great app to help the information with podcasts. I'm just super soaked that we get to, you know, create these cool little videos because that that stuff to me is cool. And, yeah. you know, it just helps with the content build. So, uh, again, 100 episodes. We didn't have that when we started. Uh, frankly, we've only had it here for just recently. But it's great to have. It's, you know, yeah. just a cool tool. And so shout out to those guys. Anybody you want to give a shout out to? Um, no, I think you hit everybody. Like, those are our people, like, helping us with our show and get it out there. So, yeah, you, we, we hit them. Right. And we got to give a shout out to Clyde, the weather dog, because Clyde is the often heard from or often heard from, but never seen nor spoke. Now, how, how do we want to say that? We hear him <laughs> in the background. He's the third member of B squared. He's the background background. Yeah. Commentary. Anytime you hear squeaking, that's yes. him. He, he's always got to be part of it, except for today. I've literally been holding him this entire show on his back, holding him while he sleeps like an actual baby. Well, because he is a baby. So that's just how spoiled he is. And he's basically a little princess. 
Oh, we love you, Clyde. We do love Clyde. So, a hundred episodes. It's been a it's been a, a journey. That is for sure. Um, yes. A lot has happened in almost two years, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm blessed to have you as an awesome co-host and a friend. I would not want to do this show with anybody else because you just have a natural sense of weather that I'm very envious of. Hey, this show would be nothing without you putting it together, producing it, your know-how. Like I think that we are the perfect combo to make this show awesome. So I'm lucky that we found each other all those years ago. Agreed. Shout out to Instagram for bringing B squared together. Boom. That's what happens. But that's right. Uh, enough of the celebration. We need to look forward because that's what we do at the end of the show. Bonnie, what do you guys have coming up forecast wise for Oklahoma city? Um, we have actually a lot of storm chances over the next several days, pretty much through the end of the week. Um, a lot of heavy rain expected between Monday and Wednesday. So that's pretty much our big story. So still weather chances continuing, not necessarily super big, severe weather events anticipated. Um, but of course, this time of year, even if you get run of the mill thunderstorms, they could easily go severe just because it's that time of year. So um, storm, rain, severe thunderstorm chances coming up pretty much for the rest of the month, honestly. All right. So you have the exciting stuff. We have, I'm going to say exciting, but boring. (laughs) So the way it works out here in the Pacific Northwest is we go through these, you know, I don't know if you want to say they're officially Rossby wave forecasts, but they're not. But that's just what it kind of feels like. It's a fluctuation where it's Mm -hmm. cold, it's rainy, and then all of a sudden, boom. Spring shows up and it's borderline summer. So we're on that transition out of the strange and rainy into the summer-like weather. It's a very slight chance of rain today. I'm looking outside. It's almost completely clear, so obviously that's not going to happen. We don't have any chance of thunderstorms today. We could maybe get a pop-up shower, but very unlikely. But we're going to start to like really stable the atmosphere out where temperatures today will be high of 72. By the time we get into Thursday, it's up around the mid-80s. So clear, really warm air. It's going to be nice. Finally, we're kind of in that thing. But again, I understand it's also May going into June. It will change. Summer here doesn't kick off until July 5th. So we're just going to wait. Wow, that is crazy. I feel like for us, it's like... As soon as June hits, boom, we start heading towards 90s and 100s, and then it just escalates from there until, like, the end of September, October. (laughs) Well, must be nice. (laughs) I mean, it's all right, because just remember that all that heat is also paired with humidity, and it has been super humid here the last several days, like, disgusting humid. And I'm just like, awesome. This is what we have to look forward to for the next, like, three months. Fantastic. Well, Bonnie, it's been a great 100th episode of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week for episode 101. Ooh, 101.